Thank you for tuning in. Today's episode is another solo cast, and one focused on what's being called SFA, or Success From Anywhere. The idea that our success in terms of work, both now and moving forward, is not just based on succeeding in the office or in a remote setting. It's about thinking about and redesigning our work to succeed anywhere, and by extension, with anyone at any time. And anything less than that is likely already falling short. The question many leadership teams and firms are facing now is how to make this happen in a way that's best for us. In this episode, I break down what success from anywhere is and what's needed to make it work. I also dig into the resistance because better understanding what the concerns are and why they exist is essential to moving both our teams and organizations forward at all levels faster and more effectively. So without any further delay, let's do it. Welcome to AEC Leadership Today, the podcast designed exclusively for engineering, architecture, and construction industry leaders who want to stay relevant and effective. The show takes on the most pressing issues facing the AEC industry and was created to help you and your firm grow and prosper in the 21st century. The host of AEC Leadership Today is Pete Atherton, a professional engineer and former AEC principal and owner turned AEC coach and consultant. And now, take a break from your never-ending to-do list and welcome Peter Atherton. Work from home became a necessity with COVID. Then evolved the idea of work from anywhere, whether that be at home, a local cafe, or other workspace. Even as we work through what seems like half-hearted attempts to bring our people back to the office, the organizational development and talent attraction and retention idea that I believe will stick is SFA, success from anywhere. What is success from anywhere? And how can we make it work, especially among the back to the past forces within us that have very likely already cost us in terms of missed opportunity and preparedness for our inevitable future state? That's what we're gonna talk about today. Let's leave the resistance to success from anywhere aside for a moment, because even the skeptics and the naysayers recognize the competitive disadvantages of not offering some type of work flexibility in this employee-driven market. Hence the half-hearted and tempered calls for a full return to the office. Success from anywhere should not be a completely foreign concept, even to the in-the-office diehards. We've been on a path to distributed work in the engineering and architecture space for a long time, especially those of us in organizations desiring to be practice-centered versus office or geographic-based. The fact is, the model that will best deliver the deep expertise and innovation that clients are demanding, and at the same time optimize our internal talent development and workload management, is decentralized and distributed. And this shouldn't be limited to just full-time traditional employees, a topic that we've talked about several different times on the podcast over the last couple of years. If we're willing for good, valid, and strategically sound reasons to have talent from different company logoed offices work on different projects for different principals and managers, what's the difference if they're sitting in a home office or a local co-working space? As long as the work is getting done. And there's the rub, the questioning about whether the work is getting done. Despite being proved effective during COVID, 
and despite record high industry profits, work from anywhere other than the formal office is still not embraced by too many at the top. And unfortunately, this is also adding friction and frustration into too many organizations at a time when we can least afford it, with the great resignation, great retirement, and great reshuffling continuing to bear down. Whether we're trying to effectively coordinate getting work done across regional offices, leverage the power of a hybrid team, or live the full expression of a mixed hybrid business model, which leverages a team of full and part-time employees and independent professional freelancers, the elements of success for anywhere are the same and include three elements that I'll list here up front and then describe. These are first, having a meaningful mission and vision. Second, clearly defining and communicating success. And third, establishing and maintaining trust. In terms of mission and vision, let me just say, it's really hard to imagine a fully co-located organization thriving long-term in this new era without a meaningful mission and vision and compelling set of core values. These are even more important to have when our talent is spread. Putting the work in to define why you exist and the change you want to see and help manifest in the world, however that's defined, is a critical unifying force that helps individuals and teams transcend today's tasks, whether you seek to attract, engage, and motivate missionaries or mercenaries. In addition to a unifying mission and vision, you need to number two, clearly define and communicate what success looks like on the job and within teams. Ineffective teaching, collaboration, and delegation, alongside just-in-time management, and last-minute quality control with limited feedback doesn't work in the office or anywhere else. No matter our location, sustainable success requires that winning be clearly defined and understood at each stage of any endeavor. In our case, ours must be replaced by agreed-to outputs and outcomes. These, along with a clear set of go-bys, how-tos, and routine and effective one-on-one -on -one and team communication are essential for this new era. And investing in the means to make this happen through better and more effective training and development can yield a major and immediate return. The third element is trust, specifically establishing and maintaining trust. Question, do you and does your leadership and management team Think of today's professionals as non-committed old-time factory workers requiring constant supervision to ensure that they remain productive? If so, it's probably just a matter of time before all of your office walkthroughs and parking lot drive-bys drive most of your high achievers and high potentials away physically or in terms of their level of engagement. We all know that trust is essential for any real relationship to succeed, particularly a vulnerable type of trust, like the kind at the bottom of Patrick Lencioni's high-functioning team pyramid, which I love to reference and work through with teams. Workplace compliance does not equal trust, nor do hours spent in an office on a project mean that the client's problem is solved in the most efficient or effective manner. 
It also doesn't mean that an opportunity to innovate, collaborate, or build organizational value in terms of new or enhanced processes or systems was capitalized on. All of which really only results from having high levels of employee engagement and effective teams. If we want to enjoy all the benefits of trust in a work context, we as leaders and as leadership and management teams must be willing and able to establish and maintain it. We must also be willing to extend it to others. The type of trust needed for success is more than just friendship or familiarity. It requires that we consistently and authentically exhibit each of the following five elements, competence, acceptable actions and behaviors, motivations beyond self, impact, and have the right responses to the unexpected and unintended. Competence is our ability to fully understand our role and deliver what others need and expect from us in an economically viable manner. Acceptable actions and behaviors is our ability to operate morally, ethically, legally, and with fairness in terms of both approach and in holding ourselves and others to account. Motivations beyond self is our ability to demonstrate why we do what we do and that we're serving the interests of others including and especially our teams and our team members. Impact is our ability to show actual results and a track record of success, especially when we're doing something new or innovative. And having the right responses to the unexpected and unintended is our interest and ability to step up, acknowledge, and appropriately take care of what went wrong and not ignored until noticed or cast blame on others. These are of course the exact same elements we'll want to teach, incentivize and reward throughout our organization, no matter where our talent resides. In addition to what I've just shared about having a meaningful mission and vision, clearly defining and communicating success and establishing and maintaining trust, there's also the reality that the professional work environment has changed and that more flexibility must be afforded individuals and teams to design and begin to live more ideal days, to end the chaos and to become more productive, less frustrated and less apt to disengage or burnout, which is a topic I recently focused a solo episode on, episode 77. And what I've gotten a lot of great feedback on from individuals, teams, and entire organizations rethinking ways to better manage their time, regardless of location, and which I'll link to in the show notes. Any of what I've just spoken about, however, can only really be realized through consistent modeling and commitment from the top. If not, we really shouldn't expect any meaningful long-term success at any level or location. Because the fact is that the very things that will make us successful in the office will make us and our team successful from anywhere. And from an organizational development perspective, we often need to remind ourselves and others that long-term and sustainable success never happens by accident. It requires relevant and effective leadership, plus a whole lot more including having great teams. 
So in conclusion, at least for this first part, if we're able to establish and maintain trust, clearly define and communicate what winning looks like at all levels and for all functions, and have an inspiring and unifying mission and vision, we will never need to limit our success to any single or set of logoed buildings. That said, creating the conditions to cash in on successfully getting the work done from anywhere with greater flexibility to do our best work at our best times will very likely increase the likelihood that your talent will want to spend more time in the office with colleagues when necessary and beneficial, and possibly even most of the time, if and when accessible. A true win-win and one most firms are really after. Okay, so that's how to make success from anywhere work. Let's take some time now to talk about and better understand the resistance to success from anywhere, and more importantly, how to overcome it. When I work with different organizations and teams, I see resistance to the idea or the full implementation of success from anywhere come from different places. And for simplicity, I'll characterize these as three places, one of innocence, one of a lack of awareness, and one of fear. I'll start with innocence because it's still pretty prevalent. And what I mean by that is leaders or leadership teams not really knowing what to do in the face of so much change. In some cases, they're either out of ideas or overwhelmed by ideas, and sometimes simultaneously tapped out in terms of time or energy from having been so busy and consumed over the past several years, and sometimes in or on the verge of burnout. When this is the case, we need to meet teams where they are. In some cases, offer new ideas, and in other cases, discernment. Or further, a clear path to combat the busy and help them overcome burnout. In terms of the second place I see resistance, as time goes on, there's less of a lack of awareness, but there's still many of us leaders and leadership teams less dialed into the full scope and magnitude of all the changes happening in real time and how we're being affected, and thus less of an urgency to act. The fact is that the need for an office has changed, especially in terms of knowledge work. Our means of production is almost in all cases connected to a laptop, phone, and the cloud, not a factory floor. Email and video have truly eliminated the requirement that we all must co-locate it at the same time and place to see each other and to communicate our thoughts and ideas. And the redefinition of winning the fact that most talent, especially top talent, wants to win at both work and life has changed leadership and organizational health and development forever. And if we're not appropriately dialed in, we're very likely missing out on many opportunities. The third place where I see resistance come from, and often the most resistance, is fear. I've heard others characterize this as arrogance or hubris, but I think in most cases, you know, certainly not all, but in most cases, the resistance is more deeply rooted in some type of fear, fear of change, fear of loss, or fear of exposure, which in some cases might be justifiable short-term, which I want to explain. 
I also want to talk through fear because I feel most of us carry some level of fear in just being human. So the first aspect I'll touch on is fear of change. Even when we know what we're doing is less than optimal and really want to do something different, change can be hard. There's always some level of risk and uncertainty. And when change is less wanted or unwelcome, there's always a higher level of denial and resistance before eventually and hopefully achieving some level of exploration and acceptance. What's really needed, however, for truly effective change management and leadership is for leadership team excitement and advocation, which certainly is possible. The second aspect of fear I'll highlight here is a fear of loss. This can be something very personal that in many cases may be felt, but not yet fully understood or articulated. This can be a fear of loss in terms of power, position, relevance, or influence, or a loss in terms of control of the work, or even a loss in terms of comfort or the routine of the office setting that so many of us have come to know and want to continue to embrace. But even if we didn't have COVID, that accelerated so much of the remote and flexible aspects of work, there has been a very real shift for some time now away from the power and influence of hierarchies and command and control workflow systems to the power and influence of networks and ecosystems, both internal and external, that leaders and leadership teams would need to be adapting to in order to stay relevant and effective. The third fear I'll highlight in terms of resistance to success from anywhere is a fear of exposure, which could be as simple as exposure to the fact that we don't have a meaningful or unifying mission and vision, that we don't have success clearly defined, or processes and systems, or leadership and management skill sets needed to allow for success from anywhere, or exposure to the fact that we don't yet have high levels of trust. And correspondingly, may have lower levels of engagement or a weaker culture than we think or tell others we have, especially if our employees are resisting or lamenting the return to the office calls. Finally, from a leadership perspective, it could also mean exposure that we don't have the right people or at least enough of the right people needed to succeed outside of the way we've worked in the past. And that fixing it, although possible, would require even more time, energy, strategy, and focus than we have or are willing to give in the near term. There's certainly a lot here, as well as the fact that there are some real benefits and energy that comes from co-located work that must be clearly defined, communicated, and encouraged as we navigate the areas between attracting, engaging, and retaining great talent, serving our clients with extraordinary results, and doing so in distinctive, authentic, and financially viable ways. Every team's and firm's path to success is and will be unique. My goal in sharing all the above as part of this podcast episode is to help develop a greater understanding so that the right choices can be made or allowed to increase your prospects for success, both in the office and beyond. In many cases, this can be a process. The question is, with so much at stake, how long will you take? There's a lot of real change happening right now with both opportunity and cost. 
stepping into and helping your team and firm succeed with success from anywhere can position you both now and moving forward to better grow and prosper in this new era, while at the same time, helping you to avoid many of the costs more and more firms are facing because of inaction. My hope is that that's not you and that you and your team are giving talent and clients more and more reasons to come stay and succeed together with a proactive and appropriate sense of urgency. That said, if you want to make sure you're positioned for success from anywhere with an independent assessment, or if you would like some assistance to better understand and more productively work through the very real, and in some cases, temporarily justifiable resistance to what it takes to succeed in this new era, and do so with renewed energy and insight, please reach out. Until then, or until our next episode, please take care and stay safe. Well, that's a wrap. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to and rate this podcast on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to the show from. There are links on my website and in the show notes to do so. And please also share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. It really helps to continue to get us established, and I truly appreciate that. And it also helps to get the word out to others so that together we can collectively grow and positively impact the lives of others both inside and beyond our organizations. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of AEC Leadership Today. If you want to stay relevant and effective and take your growth and prosperity to new levels, it's time to take action. To learn more about how Pete can help take you and your firm to the next level, visit www.actionsprove.com. That's www.actionsprove.com. See you next time on the AEC Leadership Today podcast.